Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and it's Passover. Yep, it's a time of year when Jews all over the world talk about things like Ivan de Carlo. Uh. And burning bushes. <laughs> and Yul Brenner and Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> and uh, I don't know who else is in that movie. Everybody, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. I don't know either. But the other thing we talk about endlessly, we argue about, we fight about, is matzah brai uh, now I will confess that when I moved in with Bruce 20 years ago I had no clue what matzah brai was I'd never heard of such a thing um, I just knew matzah I mean I came from low protestant churches so matzah was the stuff we crunched up and used at communion so I thought matzah was all about Jesus I always think that's hysterical <laughs> that matzah becomes the body of Jesus well it somehow does well, you know, the Last Supper is a Passover meal, so... Yeah, but they were still Jewish then. And somehow they were. And somehow... <laughs> he hadn't it, died. It all comes to fruition. So anyway, there's this thing called matzah brai, which I'm sure a lot of people know, but I didn't it's know It's usually about. served for breakfast. It is a dish basically made of matzah and eggs. You soak the matzah in hot water for a few seconds wow, to soften it. Wow. Yeah, wait, before we get there, we should say that there's a controversy about well, this yeah, matzah. There. Okay, there's there. a big controversy about it. And then you add beaten eggs to the matzah, and the controversy happens once you put it in the hot, greased pan. Right. Do you let it set like a pancake? Yes. Or do you scramble it up like garbage? No. You let it set like a pancake, thereby Christianizing the whole thing and making a pancake out I mean, of we matzah. We have a friend, our friend Faye. Oh, wait, if you're listening, hi, Faye. Um, she describes the scrambled kind as a lot of construction rubble. <laughs> It is. So basically... The pancake kind is more like a torta. You've taken this soft matzah and you've... I mean, soft. You soften this matzah and you scramble it with eggs. And if you just scramble it, it does. It looks like... It looks like something the cat ate and brought back. <laughs> Lovely. It looks like mortar, uh, whatever. Now, you say that there used to be a restaurant in Who's New York. You, me? You. Okay. You say there used to be a restaurant in New York where you could get it either style. Oh, Ratner's. Oh, I loved Ratner's. Down on Delancey Street, right at the foot of the Manhattan Bridge, was Ratner's. Kosher restaurant we used to go to all the time. Now, the funny thing is, I remember in my head that if you order matzah brai there at Passover... They always asked you, did you want it scrambled or pancake style? Okay. But when I looked in the old falling apart, browning, papered Ratner's cookbook this morning, the only way they describe it is pancake style. Oh. Well, maybe they just, I don't know, maybe they, they that's the recipe they published since the Goyim buy most of the books in this country, <laughs> and they wanted pancake. You sure you can't make waffles out of mozzarella? <laughs> you sure? That oh, would be the... Oh, I think tomorrow morning we're doing that in the waffle iron. I think that we're would be the that. most Christian of all mozzarella. We're going to try and mozzarella waffles tomorrow. Now, I have to say that a lot of people, I've been seeing a lot of mozzarella on social media because it's the week of Passover, and I have seen people who claim it, it's not even supposed to be sweet, that it's a savory dish. Well, the matzah brai itself is savory. You don't put you don't put sugar in the mixture and oh for God's sakes, you don't put dried fruit and you don't put And I have to say that what? 
several uh, months ago, we had dinner party and Bruce made a savory matzo bry to go with the dish. Well, I made right? matzo bry. I actually put some chives in it. Well, that's what I mean. It was more herbal. and But there's no sweetness in it. And I cut it into wedges and put braised short ribs on it. But yeah, there For you go. breakfast, you cut it into wedges and you drown it in maple syrup. You know my theory about maple syrup. Whenever you I have a pancake theory. or whenever you have a waffle, a pancake, a waffle, or even a slice of pancake-style matzo bry should set sail on a sea of maple syrup. The only syrup. problem with that is pancake-style matzo bry ain't light enough to sail on anything. <laughs> well, yeah. It's going to sink to the bottom of the sea. And of... the bottom of something else, too, since it's a <laughs> binding food. And, uh, well. you know, a lot of people complain about the inability to, anyway, buy citrus cell for Passover. <laughs> so before we make it, and we are going to make it for you, you know that matzo bry is not the only controversy in Jewish cuisine. Oh, gosh. There's... It's 4,000 years. No, wait, 5,000 years. Am I getting it right? 5,000 years of struggle. Well, there's a couple of other Passover controversies. You know, matzo balls. Some people like them dense and firm, and some people like them light and fluffy. Yeah, and some people put herbs in them, etc. Yeah, they're wrong. Some people don't do anything. They're just... The straight on. I actually you put garlic powder in them, and we actually got knocked in a review years ago on the Ultimate Cookbook because Bruce had the audacity in the Ultimate Cookbook to make matzo balls and put garlic powder in. And them. so I referred that person to the ingredient list on the box of Manischewitz matzo ball mix. Yeah. So well, there you go, garlic I, powder. I don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> I like them with herbs in them, but you know, I don't really have a dog in this hunt. So uh, other than to Christian. The matzo balls too. So. And then the, there's another Passover controversy, and that's whether you get to eat rice. Oh gosh. Well, well or xanthan gum. Or that's that whole thing. That whole thing that I am an outsider looking in on this whole Sephardic Ashkenazi thing. Sephardic Jews think they're better than everybody. No, else. Ashkenazi Jews think Sephardic Jews are better than <laughs> everyone else. No, that's really the truth of the but matter. But they get to eat rice yeah. at Passover. Oh, that's why they get to eat and rice. And they're from Spain, and oh. they're. Tunisia and Morocco. They're sophisticated. They're exotic. Oh, sure. They're the exotic Sure. There's no no racism running along anywhere in there. No, not at all. Scratch a Jew, find an anti-Semite. Well, okay. So I'm scratching an Ashkenazi (laughs) and finding a Sephardic lover. Um, But that's not, Passover is not the only holiday with controversy. Well, no, right. And you know about this one. Yes, it's it's the whole Yom Kippur thing and whether you break fast with brisket or with smoked fish. Because Yom Kippur is the high holy day of atonement and you're supposed to fast all day. Right. I grew up in a house where we ended the fast with appetizing. What does that mean? That means bagels and lox and whitefish and smoked herring. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I moved to New York, that there was a thing called appetizing. <laughs> and you this go to is, appetizing stores. This is appetizing. And that's not an <laughs> adjective, that's a noun. Meaning smoked fish and bagels and cream cheese and all that. Yes, but I knew a woman, I knew a woman once whose father was a rabbi and they always had brisket for Yom Kippur. That's wrong. When you don't eat all day, the last thing you want to do is eat brisket. You have a stomachache all night. But I know a lot of families that broke fast with brisket and they were just stupid. Okay, so let's 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 pass on out of our controversies. Okay, to so the, we're going to make we're going to make the most delicious matzo bread. The reason we're doing this podcast is uh, 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 earlier this week we posted a picture of this matzo bread. Bruce's mother was here for Passover, and he made matzo bread on the first morning of Passover, I think, the first morning. And, um, well, it got a lot of hits on social media. And a lot of people kept saying, recipe, please, recipe, please. Because so, they'd never, a lot of people didn't recognize it because my matzo bread looks like a torta. It looks like a frittata. 
And even a lot of pancake matzo brais, if you look online, they're flat. They're like pancakes. But mine isn't flat. It's thick. It's tall. It cuts like a cake. It's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, it's it's not when you say tall. It's not like a layer cake. No, no, tall, no, no, no. But no, it's no. a it's, it's like an a inch single, and a half. It's like a, a single cent, layer, a couple inches high. And That's the right. basic. I mean, it's really and easy. it is a maple syrup and well, even a butter vehicle. Sure. So be ready. So basically, the formula is that for every three squares of matzah, it's two eggs. Two large eggs. Two large eggs. Yeah, well, see, that's the difference between Chef here and me, the writer of all our books, because I am ridiculously accurate in the writing because I want to be. So when we were talking through this recipe today, he says eggs. I have to clarify it is large eggs. I, he says three squares of matzah, and I'm like, how big are they? He's, he, Bruce says, they're average, the, the, the normal squares, the squares. Of I said, you're going to get someone writing in who yeah. says, I buy the round ones, and... So anyway, now I used you're to, saying large eggs and the standard yeah, square. boxed squares of matzah. And I used to use one egg for each square. And then I decided that I liked it a lot better when I used two eggs for three squares and this little splash of milk that goes in. And, and that's we're talking plain matzah, no onion matzah, uh, no. That's a shanda. Yeah. No chocolate-covered matzah. No chocolate-covered no matzah. No gluten-free matzah. You know what else is a shanda? Cinnamon raisin bagels. No, they're That's, delicious. No, that is a shanda. No, blueberry bagels are a shanda. It's all a shanda. You might have cinnamon raisin, you might have chocolate chip. Why is the goy defending the, the purity of the bagel here? You Wow, why are you... Cinnamon raisin. Anyway, okay, so let's take... Two whole eggs, uh, two large eggs, and three squares of matzah. Now what? So, but we're actually going to make this for four people. So okay. we have nine squares. Wow. Of matzah. That's getting up near a box. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm breaking them up, and I'm going to break them up into pieces that are about two inches, one to two. What inches. kind of matzah should you use? Should you use the five hundred dollar a box matzah? The shmora matzah. Whatever. No, you don't need to use shmora matzah. Go get yourself some strites or some manischewitz, some plain matzah, not the egg matzah. Okay. And you don't need to find salt free either. Salt is good. We like salt. Salt is good. So now I'm using super hot tap water. You could boil water if you want. Um I pour it over and we're going to let this sit just for like 15 seconds. You've this crunched is, them up. Yep, yeah, they've been broken up. This is just enough to soften them so that they'll be able to absorb the egg. If you put the egg in, it won't absorb because they're cold and they're hard. And that's it. I'm going to drain them out now. I just wanted them to begin to soften. I know when I was growing up, I had one friend whose mother broke them under the sink with the hot water running over them. She what? That was broke them the, where? Into what? Just Aren't they just of, gushy? No, you just point? break the matzah under the water so it barely absorbs any. I oh, like it a right. little softer than that. That's bizarre. I don't so, see how you don't lose it down the drain as it turns into a sponge, but okay, go on. <laughs> so now you are going to beat these six eggs with a splash of milk, about two, three tablespoons of milk, and you're going to beat those. All right. And you're not beating them for long just beat them lightly okay now i'm gonna add more salt to it because i like salt but you don't have to add nope. more salt at this nope. point but i like salt somebody castigated us this morning well me for our craftsy class on turbo blenders because i put salt in hot fudge sauce and she was appalled That's by this good. don't be appalled by salt nope. even in hot fudge sauce so pour the eggs over that soaked matzah and stir it all up 
Okay. Now we're going to put a 10-inch skillet. If you were making about half this amount, you could use an 8-inch skillet. Wait, don't I have to let this sit now? Just about, just a few minutes. That's not, it's, it's sitting. I have to let it goop up a bit, Yeah, right? but by the time this pan is ready, so we're going to put it over the hot, we're going to put it over high heat. Ay, I got controversies. All right, well, go that's on. That's all Judaism is. Uh, no, getting well. around the controversies. No, it's celebrating the controversies. Now, go here's on. what, here's the thing. We're going to use butter. Wait, let this. me tell you what Judaism is. Yeah. I don't know. I just said, I was telling you celebrating the <laughs> Controversies. I, f- I found that suddenly funny that I was telling you what Judaism is. Okay, go ahead. So we could use butter. We could also use bacon fat. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> dude. For do, Passover. Do we have to go back to this every time? Oh. My Grandma Hilda's idea of kosher was a separate pan for the bacon. Oh. So we could cook oh. this in bacon fat, but we're not going oh. to. We're going to use butter today. Oh, all letters shall be sent to Bruce Weinstein. <laughs> don't, don't. I, the goy didn't put the bacon in the matzah. Oh, for God's sake. And we are going to put two tablespoons. Well mayonnaise in it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Maybe on top. So we're going to put two tablespoons of butter in this pan, and it is sizzling away, and it is going to melt. We're going to swirl it around, and I want to make sure this butter is completely melted. So we're talking a 10-inch nonstick, just to be ridiculously clear. This is a 10-inch nonstick, and this is a skillet that has to have a cover. Yes. But if you don't have a cover, you could just use foil. Okay, but you got to cover this skillet up. So now we're going to pour that egg matzo mixture in, and I'm going to just let it set. I'm... As if I'm making a frittata, I'm not going to do anything to this. Occasionally, once it starts to set on the bottom, I'll shake the pan to make sure it's loose and not sticking. I may run a spatula around the outside to make sure it's not sticking. But I'm going to cover this. We're going to turn it to low. Yeah, that's really important. Reduce it down to low heat. And we're going to let it go five to seven minutes until the bottom is browned. And it's almost set on top. So during that time, I'm going to occasionally shake the pan. And we're going to run the spatula and make sure it's not sticking, but it will stay covered the rest of the time. And we'll be back in about seven minutes in time to turn it. Okay, so we're back. And I just want to make a clarification here. Bruce said he's going to run a spatula around. See, the writer's always hooked on these things. He means a nonstick, safe silicon spatula. Yeah, he doesn't mean spatula. a metal spatula no, no. on a nonstick no. service. Well, these are the things that writers worry about. So you're talking about a nonstick, safe silicon spatula that goes round the pan yep. and loosens it a bit. And he's been shaking it and it's fairly com- often. It's completely loose. It's moving around the pan, which is great. So now there are two ways to flip this. You can pretend you're Julia Child and try and flip this whole puppy in one move, which almost always will mean you have matzo bar all over the stove. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the way I learned to do it as a kid is we're going to put a plate on top of the pan. We're going to turn that over. And now I'm going to put the skillet back on the stove and I'm going to slide the matzo bar back into the uncooked side is in the bottom of the pan. Okay. That's it. It's not hard to do that. It's we, that would be impossible for me. But then again, I can't walk across a trip. Uh, I can't walk across a flat floor without dripping. So if uh, you really don't want to do that, well, if you don't want to do that, you can be completely untraditional. Do this like a frittata and actually shove it in the oven. At that point, for a hot oven for a few minutes to set the top. Find the word hot. 500 degrees. Okay. But I like to do it this way. It's better. You get a crispier crust. Okay. So we're going to cook this uncovered for two minutes. We have a minute or two more. We have a minute more maybe. So let's just say, because we're looking for this thing to brown a bit. So let's just say that when you're making this matzo brai like this, the, the, you can't walk away, right? No, 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 no. And can you just use a standard skillet, or does it need to be a high-sided skillet? A standard skillet will give you a rounded edge right. on it, 
and you actually might be able to flip that easier if you have a high-sided skill which is what we have which is why i'm asking (laughs) this question the high-sided skill that you have to turn it over onto a plate you're never going to be able to flip it up because you don't have that that curve right we have a high-sided a little bit of a high-sided skill here sometimes called a sotuse Mm -hmm. and we're using that but bruce says you can use a more standard but but you just have to make sure the edges are high enough that you don't overflow the paint yeah 10 inch you're not good i don't think you can overflow anything okay so now the other thing we have to do before we get this out is I want to throw this maple syrup in the microwave because I want it warm. There's nothing worse than pouring cold maple syrup so into it. So we should say that it's also the uh, beginning of sugar. No, it's probably the ending of sugaring season up here in New England, right? We're kind of coming. Oh, yeah, they're coming to the well, end. Well, at, at southern New England. They're here. boiling, but they're, they're I think they're done tapping the trees. Right. I still don't know why all of you Confederate soldiers down in the south and from my kin, kith and kin and all the people on the west coast think that maple sugar comes when the trees turn beautiful because colors in the fall pretty maple no it I comes know. now of course well does. actually it's ending now here sure. it's probably going full force up in northern vermont now sure sure sure, sure. but uh, uh it's ending down yeah. here we've got trees starting to leaf out which is too late already but this is done i'm turning it off and now i'm going to flip it back out and it's on a cutting board, and I'm just gonna use a big knife and cut it into wedges, and we're gonna put it on a plate, and we're gonna pour that gorgeous syrup on it. <laughs> All right, All so right. I have my Dig fork in. here, and I'm just gonna, um, mm. You see why that warm maple no, syrup does? It's, it's not enough syrup. <laughs> you could pour more, I There's it up more for you. syrup, please, more. Now, mm. I have to tell you that when I ate this with Bruce's mother here this week, mm. I put more butter on my piece. So there you go. I mm. buttered my piece even more. The uh, other thing you could do with this, if you wanted to make wow. it like a savory breakfast, you could spread some sour cream and lay some smoked salmon on top, too. What? So it's like a bagel. No, no, dude. It, this has got to have maple syrup. It's got to have butter. Mm. It's it. You gotta listen. If you're gonna feed it to the goy, you gotta make it like the goy like it, which is with like the maple pancake. syrup. Yeah, that's like right. donuts. Oh, it's like donut bry. These, these are the, oh good. We'll do that for Easter. Donut bry. <laughs> I like it. You make matzah. No, you make you grow you you crush up donuts with eggs and you fry well, that them. That makes that makes hummus in that put flour in it. You but we're not that. eating that for Passover. Well, you can't have donuts on Passover. No, no, no. There's got to be a way to crush up matzah and mix it with eggs and fry it in a deep fryer. Oh, a deep fryer. Yeah, lots of matzah, just a few eggs. I'm working on this. I, if I can make donut matzahs. <laughs> Great. We'll work that out. We'll send the recipe to Yvonne DiCarlo. Oh, excellent. And we'll see how she that goes. She can feed it to Yule Brenner. Excellent. <laughs> That's good. Well, listen in every week on Cooking with Bruce and Mark. We'll give you some great new recipes. We'll probably go back to making some sheet cakes after Passover from our new book, All-Time Favorite Sheet Cakes and Slab Pies. And if you like this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to us so you don't miss a single episode and so that we know you're out there and we can chat. You can chat with us and all that good stuff. So uh, check us out next week on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.